This is the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid and Luke Moulton. This show is lovingly put together for small business owners by small business owners to get practical ideas about attracting more customers more often. So, if you're serious about building your business, strap in for the ride. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Luke. Lukey, Lukey, Lukey. How are you, Timbo? Lukey, you are looking exceptionally ravishing today because you are growing your hair, aren't you? Let's be honest, it's time for a trim. <laughs> is it really? It is, yeah. You're not going for that. You kind of look like Keith Urban. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah you've got that yeah. Middle, middle part. And yeah. um, In fact, what I'm going to do during this show is... Take a video. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get the flip out <laughs> and, and show the viewers what I'm having to look at. Could have, um, could have warmed me for that one. I could have, mate. You yeah. could have done your hair. Anyway, we're trying to keep this show down to 20 minutes. So, Good luck. Um, Good luck. Welcome, uh, welcome back, listeners, to Small welcome Business back. Big Marketing, the show that came number 12 <laughs> on iTunes in Australia. It um, did it, did it? For podcasts. Let me get that right, Luke. You're saying, you're telling me that our little our little marketing show, our humble little marketing, our humble show. Little marketing show, was voted by the secret people at iTunes <laughs> as being number 12 best, pod, best new podcast in Australia for 2009. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Timbo. My and, goodness. And um, I think you're pretty used to saying it yourself. Yes, look, I'm told. <laughs> I have I have shared it with the odd person via Twitter and uh, various other social networking sites and um, and also just told family and friends. <laughs> Generally. And just blokes in the street. I walked past a bloke the other day. And said, oh, yeah, I actually meant to get you a T-shirt for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> just to say, guess what? <laughs> and people could go, what? what? And I'd go... Just call me number 12. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, yeah, welcome everyone back to Small Business. Last show for the year, Luke. Yes, indeed. Last Timo. show. Number Is it number 15, 16, uh, whatever? So around about that. Around yeah. about that. But um, what a year. What a year yeah. in marketing it's I can't, been. It's gone so quickly. It has. Been a dream. It was a dream for many years to do this show. Yeah. And we are doing it. And enjoying it. Loving it. Rocking it. Hey, um... Bit of news before we get stuck in. Because yep. it's going to be a really interesting show today. We don't... Well, our guest, actually, is you. Me. Yeah, you. <laughs> not you. It's not you. Not me. No. But, so, a bit of news. In our last show, um, I just um, overtly promoted a healthy approach to marketing, my Bali wellness and marketing retreat, which was going to be in April, and I made a mistake. Really? Why? Uh, in the spirit of honesty and transparency, um, it was just the wrong time to launch. A bit premature, Tim? No, it wasn't premature. It was just the wrong time. It was just like, um, I, I'm not a premature kind of guy. I know you are, but <laughs> we bring that out later. No, no, look, it was just, it was pre-Christmas. And, you know, it was like, I launched early December or late November, whatever it was. It yeah. was just the wrong time. And it's a good lesson, you know. Um, whilst you think I know everything about marketing. Well, do you? Me? Yeah. Or are you talking to the listeners? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, nah, look, I made it, it was, it was like, it, it should be, I've postponed it until June. It's also been a very busy time for you, Timbo, so. Yeah, it has, but um, that's no excuse, you know, I put I put all the effort into getting all the marketing materials ready, just the date was wrong. Got a lot of inquiry, um, but people, it was hard for people to convert at the most expensive time of the year, with yeah. their business, you know, uh, Christmas shopping and doing yeah. all that. Anyway, it's going to happen, two months later, it's going to happen in June. Um, and we'll relaunch it in Jan, early Feb. There's only 10 spots. They're going to go quick this time, and um, we'll worry about that in the new year. I'm sure we'll be plugging it again sometime. No doubt, no doubt. Lugie, Jimbo, how is the marketing manager 
at Flipper. Flipper's, Flipper's going great. Certainly been an interesting um, first three weeks. Uh, and one of the most interesting things I've found is is the immediate feedback you get in an online business. Um, you know, if you do if you do something wrong or something that the users don't like, you find out immediately, um, yeah. which is kind of interesting. You know, you, you you probably don't always find that out in the bricks and, and mortar business. Yeah. Um, people are less inclined to be open and honest to your face. Yeah, I've well, got a story about that. You finish yours, and I'll share mine. But, it, but um, yeah, so it's 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 uh, you develop a, a, a bit of a thick skin, um, but also it's just great being that hooked into your user base, mm, mm. Uh, and you get immediate feedback through blog posts or forums. So, what do you do with the feedback? Do you actually act on it, or just oh, absolutely, that? yeah, absolutely. You, um, and then do you tell them you've acted on it? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know, just just communicating even in. In comments on a blog post, um, there's a bit of to and froing, and and you know you find out what what people want, or if you've if you've if they feel that you you've done something wrong, or mm-hmm. they want to see something implemented on the site. Um, so it can be quite um, quite instant. And, and do you is it the squeaky wheel that gets oiled? So is it the bloke or the person who yells the loudest? Do you go and fix that problem, or do you? Yeah, we don't. We don't just immediately jump if someone's screaming no. the loudest. No. You make sure that you go back and ask the general user base. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certainly a core group of your users on Flipper.com that hey, you better be careful what you say because some of them might be listening. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. No, 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 no. Uh, all Flipper users, we love you. Yeah, no, you no, you no, no there's um, and we have a, a great following, a great um, loyal user base that we um, that we refer to and, yeah. and ask their opinion on stuff in, instead of just going. Oh, you know, bang! Let's do this or that. So fellow geeks, correct? Fellow geeks. Yeah. No, actually, there's there's a lot of um, work from home mums. Is there? Yeah, yeah. We actually actually met with one um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a Melbourne lady, um, and um, yeah. So there's there's quite a bit of certainly people people that are building sites, startup sites. uh, So they'll find a niche, they'll build a site, they'll put it on Flipper. And literally flip it, and, and that's certainly the lower end of the market. So it's can we not promote different. them anymore? I've yeah, just yeah. decided that uh, my business is not much more important. <laughs> no, look, that's interesting. Good on you. Good luck for the new year. Thank and um, tell me, um, I'll tell you my story, quick story, because okay. I was the marketing manager at a bricks and mortars business, which was a large travel agency in Australia, and I was responsible for about two hundred stores, travel agencies. Wow. Yeah, and uh, they didn't hold back in <laughs> letting me know how I was going as their yeah. marketing manager. And there were times when I just didn't want to turn on my phone in the morning because I knew, and there were times when I'd had 20, 30 voicemails from um, irate store managers, not because I'd done something wrong, but be actually because I'd got the phone ringing too much, which is kind of interesting because obviously there's a level where you've got to generate inquiry as a marketing person, but not so much inquiry that it actually annoys the customer and and the and the staff. So and, you, uh, you did your job too well. I did my job too well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I got paid. Here, here, here's the thing. My KPI was inquiry. Right. Okay. So uh, as a result, all I had to do was get the phones ringing, and I got paid well. <laughs> you know. So, but the problem in getting the phones ringing was it wasn't a KPI that the stores really enjoyed because they were about you know building long-term relationships, which is absolutely fair. So that was an interesting one. We might do a show on that in the new year about kind of matching indica- performance indicators with, you know, um, everyone else in your business. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Um, 
business planning for 2010 is kind of on my agenda at the moment. Yep. yep. Um, and it probably is for all small business owners out there in the small business world. And I just think a really interesting thing is to sort of figure out what question should you be asking yourself in order to get the ducks in a row for the new year. Yeah. You know, yeah. My, my question is kind of around, um, you know, what am I really going to enjoy doing in the next 12 months and where am I going to add the most value to my to my clients? And so I'm spending time going, okay, what fits into that? Then that's what I'm going to do. What doesn't fit into it, put it aside and kind of make it secondary if the time shows itself. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's a good good, good kind of little exercise to do, Luke. So start asking yourself the questions. Yeah, the hard questions. Yeah. Look in the mirror. Don't you look in the mirror with that hair. No. No. <laughs> um, all right, mate. Now, um, today's interview is with you, yep. and it is all about... Pay-per-click advertising. Pay-per-click advertising. Yeah, which includes, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about mainly about AdWords, but we'll, um, we'll have a bit of a chat about, um, about Facebook. I'm going to grill you on this. Cool. Because um, you keep telling me you're the Australia's leading expert <laughs> in, in pay-per-click, is that... That is not true. I don't, do not claim that, Timbo. Um, but you know, I have spent a bit of time doing it. So. You do. Oh, you got you got the number twelve. Number twelve was it? <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> yeah, on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. So number two. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, we haven't. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> let's talk about PPC. What is it? Uh, what PPC. Is PPC. Pay per click. Right. Okay. Um, so, what is pay per click advertising? Basically, it's when um, you can advertise, put up an ad, for example, on Google or on Facebook. And you only pay when someone clicks on your ad. So you might that ad might be presented a thousand times uh, in front of many users, but if you for free for free, mm. um, but you only pay when someone clicks. I think actually there um, there is a disclaimer on that because I think Facebook do have imprint. You can pay for impressions. You can, and um, yeah. it's much much cheaper. Yeah. Or and then so when someone clicks through, you don't actually pay, but. There is an option, in other words, that you can choose to do display oh. advertising and pay per thousand is it? CPM. It's cool. Okay. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Facebook, uh, Facebook and Google AdWords. Yeah. Yahoo. Yahoo as well. Um, Where MSN. Else? YouTube. Uh, there, well, YouTube uses uh, Google's engine. Um, um, do you know? Um, sure. Someone said to me the other day. Don't know if it's true or not. This is how rumors start. But someone sort of said to me because I said, you know, twelve. Biggest marketing? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, he said, um, "Like, what's the biggest uh, search engine in the world?" And I just you know, immediately said, "Google." And he said, "No, YouTube." Mm. Would that be right? Well, it might be for volume of searches, but in terms of volume of users, yeah, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look at the stats on that. I, I, I mean, certainly in Australia, Google's got around 85 percent of the market. Um, right. It's a little bit less in the US, um, but. In terms of in terms of search, Google's still the biggest, I believe. Yeah, I would in terms say. of volume of users, you wonder what could knock Google off its perch, don't you? Like it's just so ubiquitous. It's like it's just part of the vernacular now. You know, I've got three kids, and they talk about you know, you just go and Google something. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and Google keep releasing more and more web applications. Yeah, that, they do. Um, you know, sort of. They're heading in the direction of owning the internet. They are, well, if they don't already. Yeah. I mean, I, I live on Google Documents. Yeah, so do I now. Yeah. As a collaborative tool, we're moving away from pay-per-click here, but that's okay, we'll get back into it. As a collaborative tool, Google Docs is ace. What I'm finding is, you know, if I create a, if I do a creative brief or I want to create some copy for a website or whatever it may be, 
I'll create a Google document out of it and then just share it. Yeah. And then they can edit it. Yeah. And then just close it. There's no need to figure, you never you never lose touch with which is the most up to date mm. version. And also, if you're an employee and you're moving from home to work, as long as you've got internet, you've got you're there. You know, you can access it anywhere. Between Google Docs and um, Dropbox, which is a kind of online storage thing that we've spoken about previously, yeah, you can just live in the cloud. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. And it's good by Microsoft. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. And and all that is free. Yeah. Dropbox and Google Docs. Free and you get Wait, spreadsheets. At, at Flipper.com, we use Google enough, Docs. Enough. Okay. <laughs> anyway, back to back to paper clip. So okay. I, I'm going to focus on AdWords today. And Timbo, you asked me to come up with five tips. Yeah. How many did you come up with? Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you are good, aren't you? Um, first thing first is make sure you set up your tracking. One of the best things about Paperclip is that um, it's all accountable because you can actually track everything. You can track. Revenue, you can track ROI um, on a keyword per keyword basis. So, what, going back to what, once again, what is pay-per-click? Uh, when someone types a keyword phrase into Google, you can actually bid on that keyword phrase mm-hmm. so that you come up in the sponsored listings, usually on the right-hand side. Sometimes yep. you can appear at the top in a slightly uh, dimmed orange box. Yep. Um, so what you're trying to do with pay-per-click is find keywords that are going to lead people to click on your ad and then hopefully go through to your site and convert into a sale or a lead. Yeah, which is the, after they've clicked, obviously, the, the Googles or Yahoo's or whoever, their job's done. Their job's done. Yeah. And it's... What do you mean set up tracking? That, that's a bit of a boffin term. Okay. Like, is that... Well, essentially, um, let's use Google Analytics, which is a, a tracking application. Yeah. Yeah. Um that you can put on your website to find out, you know, how many visitors are coming to your site. Yep. So, um, and, and when you when you pair Google Analytics um, with Google AdWords, mm-hmm. the two engines can interact together, and you can find out. Basically, you can find out. So, when someone clicks on a particular ad, they, they search on a particular keyword, mm-hmm. they come to your website, so you can track that as a visit, and then you can also track a conversion. So, if that person, a conversion is when someone might fill out a contact form, mm-hmm. as simple as filling out a contact form. Um, or if you've got an e-commerce website, they might buy something. Okay, so set up tracking using Google Analytics and AdWords. And AdWords, yeah. Okay. Um, so if I, let's, I'm going to use the analogy of a photographer because I know that um, one of our recent listeners is a photographer yes. who's tweeted me. Correct. So use, use him as an example. Um, photographer puts up a an ad called, um, he's bidding on, Wedding photographers mm-hmm. or wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his little ad there. Someone clicks on that. They go to his site, have a look at his folio, like him, and then go through and submit a inquiry form. Mm-hmm. That would be a conversion. Yep. Um, so he might then know. Okay, for every ten inquiries I get, I get a sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he can work out his ROI. Okay, based on that. So oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so that's that's my number one tip. Make sure you number set up. Set up your tracking and get your web developer to help you with that uh, if, if you don't know how to. Um, do your keyword research and do thorough keyword oh, research. Oh, here we go. The boys from, um, where are they? Well, Market Samurai, Market Market Samurai, Samurai. Is, a, is a great tool. But the last the, interview. The, 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 um, Google's keyword tool uh, is, is fine. It is pretty good. Yeah, it is, it's great. And it, it'll give you an idea of um, basically how many people are searching for a particular keyword how competitive that keyword is, so how much you're going to expect to pay per mm-hmm. click. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and what I love about it and is that, you know, with your keywords, don't be shy, listeners. List as many, create as many as possible and create, you know, more and more what I find personally, and I know other people I've spoken to are keen into Google sentences. You know, yeah. what is the best um, digital camera for a teenager? You know, people would key in that yeah. as opposed to digital cameras. And so if someone's keying in what is best digital camera for a teenager, they're pretty serious about buying. And I would imagine there'll be less competition for that phrase, maybe. Yeah, no, you're absolutely all right. So long-tail keywords is yeah. basically what, we're, what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I'll go into that a, li- a, a little way down. You're still in a thunder already, Tim. Right? <laughs> you can't yourself, Tim. I can't, mate, but I'm, I'm concerned that you've got 11 and we're at number two. I know. No. <laughs> um, look, we... In, in terms of in terms of keywords, um, this is actually tip number seven. So I'll, I'll jump to that. Um, there's a bit of an AB twenty rule, so you can go and go and yeah, sure. Initially, go and go and find as many keywords as you can. Um, split it up into into themes. Try mm-hmm. and split your oh, yeah. so if you if you've got let's say use digital camera example. Yeah. So yeah, um, digital camera, digital cameras. Um, if you're uh, selling. A number of different digital cameras, Canon digital cameras. Oh, yeah. So by brand, by brand. Yeah. Um, so try to by megapixels, up. by colors, by megapixels. whatever it is. Um, if yeah, like if you're an online, if you're an online retailer selling um, digital photography products, you might have accessories, um, camera brands, etc. So what, what I love, and I'm going to steal your thunder, and I reckon you know we might be able to carve some of the eleven down to maybe five. Do you think? <laughs> what, what, I love, what I love about it is is if you do spend the time with your pay-per-click strategy and actually develop groups of keywords that are all around the same theme, yeah. then write ads. Yeah. And I know this. I know I'm probably stealing it, but I haven't seen Luke's points, listeners. So he's sort of looking at me a little bit cross with a little bit of sweat on his brow. But that's life. Um, <laughs> he's the expert. Too much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, look, I just bumble my way through it. But when I do get into it, I go, "Gee, this is powerful stuff." And so it's like. Group your keywords by category or theme. Write ads that are 100% relevant to that category or theme so that when the ad appears in that search, it's like really relevant. And then when someone clicks on it, um, they go to a page that is relevant to the search. So how many points have I just... Three, four, and five (laughs) you've stolen. That's good, mate. No, that's good. (laughs) You can just... Tim, Tim, I was absolutely right. Uh, with with your ad groups, um, and if you've done, if you had a play with um, AdWords, you'll, you'll know what I mean when I say it. And you do ad have groups. to play with it. You, you, it's it can look complicated on the surface. Yeah. And if you really want to get stuck into it, you can become the boffin of all boffins. But yeah. at a, at a fairly basic level, you can very quickly see after a two or three week campaign what's working and what's not. Yeah. Look, if if you want it to be successful, you have to manage it closely for. Um, a good month, um, depending on the volume of, of, of clicks that you're getting through. Um, don't um, don't have more than 20, 20 keywords in an ad group, mm-hmm. um, and start off with twenty. and And actually, um, a a a good strategy is that to actually peel out. It's called the peel and stick method. Oh, here we go. Perry Marshall. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, is to peel out the top one or two most popular keywords and put them in their own group, and yeah, even right. more highly target um, your your ad copy around those specific keywords. The old direct marketing control kind of theory, isn't it? Yeah. And then you you got your control, which is like what's leading the way. You're kind of your benchmark. Yeah. And then you try and beat it. 
That's right. And beat it and beat it. So, and, and that's and that's why I always say the 80-20 rule, 20% of your keywords will account for 80% of your clicks. Yep. Um, okay. So, um, you've jumped all over my... That's all right. Points, but that's, that's all right. right. We're, still, um, we're making relatively good sense. Start with the search network. So, there's... With, with AdWords, you have... Basically, you have two options. Uh, you can go with the Google Search Network and the Content Network. Difference being, Google Search Network is um, essentially Google Search Engine and a few other search partners as well. Uh, Content Network is basically you'll essentially be advertising on people's websites yep. that have installed AdSense, mm-hmm. not to be confused with AdWords. Yes. Um, I've certainly found that uh, the the search Google Search Network gets you more qualified. Yeah. Clicks and leads. If you, if you tick content network, you'll get hundreds of thousands of impressions. Is my yeah. well, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, impressions. But you just don't know where you're appearing. I know Google kind of monitor the sites that they allow their ads to appear on, but it's a bit of a raffle. It is a bit of a raffle, and it takes even more time to, to manage content network yeah. campaigns. So, and I'd suggest if you do want to try, don't try it in future. Once you've got once you've got the hang of um, the search network. And then split out um, campaigns specifically for the content network. Yep. Okay. Um, very important thing. If you're a bricks and mortar business mm-hmm. uh, if, or if your product or service is um, locally focused, mm-hmm. only advertise locally. Yeah, that is that is an ace thing about Google AdWords because oh. you can geographically go, you know, I want to be in these suburbs. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can be a specific, obviously... Um, Country, um, state, uh, and then Google, Google will even give you a map that you can draw around for the area approximately that you want your ads to appear to. Can I just tell you a quick story about that? I came across Google AdWords properly about four years ago where um, a guy came out to fix my Mac, yep. and he was a bit of a character, and I got talking to him. I said, where do you get all your business from? And he said, it all comes from AdWords. And that's how I found him initially. I keyed in Mac technician... I was living in in Malvern at the time and keyed that in and he came up and he said he said he explained to me how in when he puts in his, when he does his campaign in AdWords he actually nominates roads you know he wanted, it was like these roads won't make any sense to you listeners but he, but just bear with me so it's like Warrigal Road to Burke Road not past Dandenong Road and not over Victoria Street yeah. and in Melbourne that's a kind of pretty tight geographic yeah um, yeah. Area and that was amazing. He, he does not get any business outside of that area yeah. because his ad doesn't appear, and yet he and he runs his whole business on that. And you know, going back to the photographer example, you know, perfect. If he wants to do wedding photography in, you know, the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, well, you, you can he can choose to advertise in that space. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. What um, else you got? What else have we got? Uh, budget. Um, yeah, that does my head in. Yeah, it's it's going. It depends. Basically, it depends on how competitive the area is that you're you're wanting to advertise. How how competitive the keywords are. So, obviously, if you're um, wanting to sell uh, loans, mm-hmm. <laughs> finance, right, you're going to be paying about twenty dollars per year. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> um, but if once again, it's, it goes back to your um, long tail keyword analogy before Tim. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're bidding on, uh, let's say, Canon. Digital camera model number, mm-hmm. um, you know DQ one one two. You're going to be paying a lot less yeah, for yeah, that keyword, yeah. and also it's more highly targeted. How do you decide at the start when Google says how much do you want to spend a day? I still does my head in about trying to figure out, you know, 
besides going what you can aff- obviously affordability is yeah. a, is a key criteria for that. But but just how do you know what you're gonna what it's gonna cost you per click? Um, Google's keyword tool hmm. will tell you approximately. Approximately. So it'll it'll say. Uh, okay, so for your this particular keyword, you can expect to pay uh, eighty cents per click, yeah. and you'll be in position three or six in, in the right. in the sponsored. Is it pretty accurate? Have um, you gone back and looked at it? Yeah, it's it's reasonably accurate. It's reasonably accurate. Um, there are other factors though that that determine how much you're going to be paying. Ah, the Google algorithm. Yes. The unknowns, uh, the secret herbs and spices. One of them is called quality score. And quality, quality score is basically, <laughs> you know, how... Me and my mates used to have that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, that was a very yeah. teenage joke. So quality score is, is basically how well does the, the keyword that you're bidding on um, match, firstly, uh, the, the copy in your ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the content of your landing page. Okay. Yeah. One more, Lukey. We are going to just go over time, and you know, I've told you, we are the number 12 new podcast in Australia on iTunes, and we can't afford to do this anymore. Okay, I'll try try and be quick. Right. Um, Split test your ads. Yeah. So always have two different ads, um, and then uh, keep improving, um, because you'll you'll see better click-through rates for one than the other. Um, Point to relevant landing pages. I just touched on that before, so don't just point to your homepage. You know, if you're selling a Canon digital camera, we'll point to the Canon digital camera yep. page on your site. Um, and optimise your ad position. Um, in certain in certain uh, campaigns, I've found that position three to five yeah. gives you a better quality conversion than position one. Yeah, it's interesting because you're not going to go, I've got a position one, but yeah. in actual fact, there's some kind of weird mentality that you go, that we had the ad's in the middle. Well, I think they're just as valuable as the bed on top. And it comes down, I think it comes down to the buying cycle. When people are really looking to buy, mm. um, they're looking for relevance and they're willing to spend a little bit more time searching through the results. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll, have, they'll tend to look around a bit more and go, oh, hang on, cool. Yeah. Um, that's more relevant. Whereas some people will get a bit click happy and just click on the first one that comes up. Yep. Yep. Um, so you tend to get better ROI. Um, when you well, I have found, um, and well, you're the leading, you're Australia's leading expert. So, you know, hey, um, you know what? Yes, um, people say, oh, when I talk to them about AdWords, if I talk to a new client about AdWords, they go, oh, no one looks at the ads on the right of the screen. Yeah, they just look at the you know the the natural search results in the middle. I don't believe that, and clearly Google don't believe that because this is Google's kind of. Um, it's the way that Google make money, isn't it? It's a, it's yeah, a major look, revenue stream. I, you know, once again, I can only speak from my experiences. Um, some of the more healthy campaigns I've run, it, I can ex- you can expect a click-through of around 3%. Yep. So that means for, you know, for every... I would have thought more. That's like direct marketing kind of percentages. Yeah, but just remember you're only paying for the Yeah, price. yeah, true, true, yeah, true, yeah. true. And then a campaign I've done recently is more like the nine point five percent. Oh, so nearly twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ludi, Timbo, that's interesting. Um, we that's Google AdWords. We said we're going to touch on Facebook. Facebook guys is incredibly simple. Google AdWords is is can be simple, but you've got to spend time with it. I ran. I've been running some Facebook um, campaigns recently for clients and myself, 
and gee, it's easy. It is really easy, and it's incredibly targeted. And if you go back to an earlier episode of Small Business Big Marketing where we interviewed David Curry, mm-hmm. who, who is an iPhone app developer, yeah. he spent $1,000 on Facebook advertising, and um, he um, that's all he did for this little iPhone application, and it worked gangbusters. And he used it so targeted. How's this? He wanted to get opinion leaders. It's a Go back and listen to the, the show, guys, but it's a product, that, an application that tells females in America what the weather's doing so they can decide how to how it will affect their hair that day. Yeah. He used Facebook to target women, 18 to 25 or 18 to 30-year-old 30 women in New York who work in the media. Yeah. You know, that is targeted stuff. Doesn't, doesn't get more targeted. Than no. That. So, um, and it worked gangbusters for him. And he, look, he spent a 1000 bucks. He got it back. You know, the ROI on that was massive. But um, that was a good interview, that one. I'll yeah. go back and listen to that myself. Hello, Dave, if you're listening. <laughs> um, so, guys, um, Facebook advertising, Google AdWords advertising, highly effective, you know. If you're running, if you're running print, radio, TV advertising right now, um, which I'm sure not many of our listeners are, because yeah. we're small business guys, they might be running print ads and stuff. Yeah. But um, I would just really seriously recommend carving off 10, maybe 20% of your above-the-line advertising spend and just putting it in to Google AdWords. Definitely. That's what I do, you know? Like, yeah. And the downside is not huge. No. The upside is massive. All of a sudden, you're going to get very accountable, very um, effective um, activity on your, on, your, on your website because that's what happens. I mean, just watch the traffic increase to your website. Indeed. Yeah. Hey, young you, you Timbo. Did I cut you off then? Uh, no, no, okay. Go on. <laughs> <Big> change. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, mate, we're going, we're going a while for quite a while. Um, we've got a bit to go. We're going to call this part one yep. of episode whatever number it is, and come back. And in, in the next episode, which is going to probably get uploaded um, shortly thereafter, we've got three listener questions to finish the year off, and we have got um, our Christmas holiday reading list, our summer holiday reading list, yeah. um, which people have been asking about, and. Um, then a little goodbye. So until next time, Lugie. Until next time. Say hello to your mother. <laughs> so yeah, bye. You've just come that little bit closer to getting your business booming thanks to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed and Luke Moulton. Please keep in mind that the information, opinions and ideas expressed in this show are those of the hosts and interviewees and theirs alone. And they don't necessarily reflect those of their past, current or future employers.